Welcome to Dear Runner Bod, the pod dedicated to helping you embrace your runner's body. I'm Serena Marie RD, a registered dietitian and body image coach who wants you to stop dieting and start fueling the athlete within. While I am a medical professional, the information on this podcast is for educational purposes only and is not meant to diagnose, treat, or cure. Now, let's start rewriting your body's story. Happy New Year! It is a new year. You are not going to hear me say new year, new you here because there is probably nothing in the world that gets under my skin more than that phrase of new year, new you. Guess what? Old you, she's really important (laughs) to creating a healthier, more successful 2024 because if we just forget about old you and just move forward and reinvent ourselves, we're going to repeat a lot of the mistakes that we made in 2023, in 2022, in 2018, 2014, because we are not considering all that we have learned in the past however long you have been alive. So this is a new year for new ambitions, new goals, new exciting achievements. I believe in you. Whether you're a person who likes to like restart on the new year and like takes this very seriously or if you're just a person who's like hey girl it's january new month i'm just doing me i'm taking care of myself cool whoever you are this conversation today is going to be for you because i really think it is like the missing piece of motivation so today we're not going to be talking about goal setting we're not going to be talking about smart goals or realistic goals or anything like that instead we're going to be talking about something that i think is essential to you actually following through on your goals whether it is a new year resolution or just a goal you have been you know fighting for and working towards forever long today's conversation is going to help you sustain that effort. Before we dive into today's conversation, I need to give a shout out to the first review of the week of 2024. How cool is this? I mean, I started the pod in 2023 and now the pod continues to exist into 2024. It is growing in popularity and that is because of your support and it's because of you who take the two minutes to leave the review of the week. It helps the podcast grow and it, it, it means everything to me. It's my, it's my New Year's gift that you have given me. So this week's winner is Carito Hilo and I wanted to give her a shout out because I think her message is Um, it, It gave me all the feels, but I think it's also really important to anyone out there who is a parent. So um, she had said that do the work for your kids' sake. I absolutely love this episode. And she's referring to the episode with Sarah Kramer. So make sure you go back and listen to it. I believe that episode was from December 4th. Um, It might have been December. Yeah, December 4th. I'm pretty sure. And Um, Carito said, I absolutely love this episode. I am a mom who has dieted for years. And after facing my teenage daughter's anorexia, I realize how much impact our behaviors have on them. Thank you so much, Serena, for the education provided with these topics and the realistic scenarios. It is definitely a work in progress, but I was glad to see my mindset has started to shift to the right side for my kids and myself. Super recommended for all moms with all those little ones watching us while they grow. So 
Thank you for sharing. I'm so happy it helped you and it resonated. You actually are now the winner of a shiny new masterclass. So Carito, make sure you reach out on Instagram at Serena Marie RD or, DM, or email me Serena at SerenaMarieRD.com. Let me know which masterclass you would like. We have one on hydration, one on body image, one on meal planning. So whichever one you would like, you get to choose. And if you're listening and you want to win a masterclass, all you have to do is leave a review. It is very likely you eventually will win the weekly raffle because there's not that many of them. And so you can win a free masterclass too simply by just leaving a review on Apple Podcast. And yeah, that's that's it. That's it for review of the week this week. Okay, so what are we talking about this week? We are talking about something that you need to care about. It's not sexy. It's not glamorous. All your friends aren't going to find it on the cover of some magazine, the Instagram influencers on TikTok, they ain't talking about it. It's boring. (laughs) But it is probably one of like the juiciest pieces of advice I can give to you. It is something that I work on with my one-on-one clients and my group clients time and time again. And it is key to your success. Actually, I just checked a message from a client. Um, she's been my group in my group coaching program, Food Freedom Runner Academy for a few weeks now. And we were talking a few weeks ago about how she was feeling really down about her body image, really down about seeing herself in photos. And I just opened up a message from her. She's been in Food Freedom Runner Academy now for about three or four weeks. And she said, she's feeling really confident in photos lately. And part of the strategy I gave her to help her reinvent how she feels in her skin was what we're discussing today. I am like really um, building, 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 building and not giving it away what the topic is. We're talking about internal validation. And again, not sexy, not something that's being talked about on TikTok, but I swear to you, this is like one of the juiciest podcast episodes. If you were somebody who is struggling with consistency, or if you're somebody who has a big goal, if your goal is to run a marathon, if your goal is to, um, you know, consistently intuitively eat without binging or without dieting in 2024. Um, You're going to need to have your eyes on the long game. You're not going to be able to do this in a month. You're not going to be able to do this in two weeks. You're going to need to really commit to consistency. And today's conversation about internal validation is going to help you stay consistent. So first I want to talk about like, what am I talking about when I say validation, right? I I, I want to talk about how as women in particular, we are really conditioned to lean on external validation. We are conditioned from the time we are very young to look to our parents or our teachers for approval. As little girls, we're very much so conditioned to seek a man's approval um, if we're wearing something or if we're doing something. I know this is something that in 2024 is maybe less common. A lot of us are working towards breaking that stereotype. We're trying to raise our children in ways where those little girls aren't being raised to think a man, you know, needs to give us the final say on whatever it is we're doing. But I'm just dealing with reality here. You know, I was born in the 80s. Um, You may have been born in the 60s, 70s, 50s, 80s whatever. And you probably can relate to the fact that a lot of us were conditioned to seek approval from an outside source before we can decide whether it was the right choice for ourselves. I just want to pause there. Isn't that wild? 
Like you are your own badass, amazing, (laughs) ambitious woman. And even though maybe, of course, you don't believe in needing external validation, you don't believe you need a man's opinion before you can do X, Y, Z, you're not actively like really rationally believing that that is the way to do things. There's probably a, a very, very deeply embedded version of you who does believe that, who does want that external validation, who does want approval from others in order to keep going, in order to believe that the thing you are doing is the right thing, whether it is a diet or a piece of clothing you're wearing or a life choice, a career move, whatever. And 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 here's the thing, like it's a very slippery slope or a fine line between <laughs> you're a human who likes compliments. I'm not saying like, Don't ever get compliments. Like compliments are evil. No, compliments are lovely. Of course you like compliments. You are a human. That is normal. I don't want like you to forbid your friends from ever complimenting you. Um, No way, Jose. I want you to get all the compliments. I'm a very big um, affirmations, compliment people kind of person. But what I want to say to you is, is that the only opinion that matters? is that of other people. And the reason I want to bring this up is because a lot of us, when we pursue our health journey, when we start to get interested in nutrition and running and fitness, it is for the external. You're on Strava and you're comparing your times to other people's times. You're, you know, you run your first race and instead of just celebrating the fact that you ran a race, you realize that a lot of people were ahead of you. You could have run it faster. You um, start losing weight and you start comparing, you know, the way your butt looks in those jeans to how somebody else's butt looks in those jeans and you wish it looked more like her butt. (laughs) I don't know. I'm just making this up here. My point is, is like we are a species that really looks for external validation. We really do spend a lot of time in comparison. That is just part of being a human. And then plus there is this conditioned response of seeking external approval. But I want you to think about how playing that comparison game, I want you to think about how seeking external approval, how has that been going for you? Like when you think about walking into a room in a dress you really like, but you're kind of scared because you took a risk and you're waiting. You're waiting to see if someone's going to make a comment. You're waiting to see if people are staring at you. You're waiting to see if anyone's going to compliment you. You're waiting to see how does it look in pictures. Like you can't just enjoy the dress that you're wearing because you're waiting to see like what will other people say and do? How will they react? You are not just leading with like your own into intuition, your own, um, whatever your, your brain, your body, your personality is saying like, this is very Serena. This is very in line with like how I want to represent myself, what I like, what I enjoy. It represents my personality. We are not leading with that. We are leading with what does XYZ think about this? What are the people in social media going to say about this? How many likes am I going to get? What is my Strava going to say? What place will I get in my race? There are so many ways we're seeking that external validation just constantly leaves us kind of like wondering, are, am I enough? Right? And I think it can be very defeating because guess what? You're never going to be the best. <laughs> and I, I don't know if that sounds really depressing, but like it's very likely that you're not going to be the best. And that is 
okay. You don't have to be the best runner. You don't have to be the best at eating X grams of protein a day. You don't have to be the best at looking cute in the new red dress you bought. You can just be. You can just exist. You can just do something because it makes you feel good, because it is in alignment with your values, with your goals, with how you want to represent yourself and put yourself out in the world. We don't have to be constantly seeking external validation, but we are conditioned to do so. We are conditioned to seek other people's approval morning, noon, and night. It is exhausting. You are exhausted. You're trying to pursue this goal. And the goal itself is exhausting because you're trying to change your behavior and changing behavior is difficult. It is not something that comes naturally to us. We are going to struggle when we're trying to change behavior. It is a difficult thing to do. It is exhausting to our brain developing these new neural synapses. And then on top of that, you can't even enjoy and celebrate the fact that you are slowly but surely moving towards this thing you're trying to work towards because you are just so paralyzed, wondering, did I make a good impression? Did I do something good enough or dramatic enough for other people to notice? What is my social media likes going to be? How many comments am I going to get? We are so focused on what other people are thinking. That is also exhausting. Because we can't control other people. We can't control how many people like your social media posts. We can't control how many people um, you, you know, beat on Strava. I know you think you can, but like you can't because there's pieces of the puzzle that are outside of our control, right? Like maybe you're just having a bad day. Maybe you're getting your period. (laughs) You're not having your best day. You go on there and you're upset that your Strava is slower than somebody else's who you usually beat or whatever. And now instead of just focusing on the fact, hey, I was consistent. Consistency is the thing that's going to make me a better runner. You're feeling defeated. Nothing positive comes from negative thoughts. And I think this is something that is really difficult for us to understand because in our society, we really spend a lot of time creating shame. We use shame as a motivator. Like you are so lazy. You are so gross. You are so bad. You need to fix it. You need to work harder. But in all honesty, if we think about using that as a motivation, is that motivating? Is that inspiring? Does that make you feel resilient? Like you want to get up and try again? Think about a child. If you had a child and you're raising this child and the child inevitably makes mistakes, you're not sitting there and you're like, yeah, you couldn't ride your bike on day one. You're a real idiot. I'm taking that bike and I'm selling it to somebody who can really ride it. You're like, it's normal that you can't ride your bike on day one. Like, let's put training wheels on there or let's have, you know, mom or dad like holding the back of the bike and guiding you. And let's only do it for five minutes because 10 minutes could be too much time, too overwhelming. Like, you know, my point is, it's like when you're when you're with a child, you are just naturally compassionate. You are encouraging them to make mistakes and to be resilient, to not give up. Why do we lose that in adulthood? Why do we expect to adapt and change and be great at things within a week, within a month, within a year even? It takes time. It takes reps. It takes mistakes to learn. Mistakes are just opportunities to grow and change, to learn our lesson. 
And I always tell my clients, mistakes are great, especially if you make a mistake while you're working with me. That is the best case scenario. Because now, instead of just taking that mistake and beating yourself up, we get to look at it objectively. You don't need to be working with a dietitian to do this. I just think sometimes it's helpful to have a dietitian guiding you. But, you know, if you make a mistake, instead of just saying, I made a mistake, I failed, I give up, we can just kind of take a step back and be compassionate and curious. Why did you make a mistake? What happened? How did you not set yourself up for success? What can we do differently next time to make it have a different outcome? We can be objective and neutral and curious, and that is how we can continue to learn and grow. But if we're so afraid that, you know, Susie Joe next door is going to notice that you bombed your 5K, and so you're afraid to ever run a 5K again, <laughs> or you're afraid to go outside in a sports bra because you ran by Susie Joe and you swear to goodness she was staring at your belly jiggle while you were running in the sports bra and you're never going to do it again. You are stopping yourself from being consistent, from enjoying the run, from becoming stronger. Resiliency comes with understanding that you are going to fail and being okay with that because pursuing, like rising above the failure and just saying to yourself, frick yeah, I'm going to do it again. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep trying. Like, I don't even know if you have to believe in yourself. There's so many times I haven't believed in myself, but I just did the thing because I was like, this is how I get to where I need to go, is I have to keep repeating, 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 doing the thing, doing the thing, doing the thing. I don't even know if this is going to work, but like, how do I get what I want is I keep doing this thing that I keep failing at. I'm thinking of building a business right now. Like even till this day right now, I have a business and I'm like, is this going to fail tomorrow? <laughs> you know, like I'm just out here like shooting my shot, talking my talk and hoping you guys continue to want to work with me. Um, but my point being is like if I was paralyzed by the judgment of other people, I don't have enough followers to do this. Like I don't know everything. I'm not perfect. I've made mistakes. Like I could become paralyzed. I could be so worried that somebody was going to say something bad about me. I was going to embarrass myself. I could get so stuck in shame that I give up. But instead, I keep reminding myself that these are opportunities to learn. And that by being kind and compassionate and being curious and being gentle, you are more resilient. There is nothing more admirable to me than resiliency. It's why I love working with disordered eating and eating disorders. When you have struggled with disordered eating or an eating disorder, you have like quite literally punished yourself in a way that is debilitating to your mental health, to your emotional health, and to your physical health. You have hit the bottom of the barrel and the person to blame is you. I mean, that is some scary stuff. And yet these women who are working with me, they haven't given up on themselves. They have said to themselves, hey, this is scary. I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I am going to stop binge eating. I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I'm going to eat more carbs and I'm going to be okay with gaining weight and I'm going to get my period back and I'm going to run a PR and I'm going to stop getting shin splints. I'm going to stop having bone injuries because I am going to run a marathon this year. My eating disorder, my disordered eating habits, they are not limiting me anymore. That is resiliency. 
How badass is that? How admirable is that? I always tell my clients like, yeah, running a marathon is really hard. (laughs) Training for a marathon is like really, really hard. But do you know what's harder? Beating disordered eating. Beating an eating disorder. That is so much harder. And all the women in my sphere have done that. They have beat that thing. Their eating disorder, their disordered eating, they have beat it. So if you want to talk about resiliency and strength, these women are like, yeah, but I overate over the weekend because there was too many Christmas cookies and I couldn't control myself. Whatever. A little blip. A little boop. Okay, cool. We got the boop. We we step back. Objective. Observer status. We say to ourselves, let's get curious. Let's get kind. Let's just be neutral here. What happened? Why did that happen? What can we learn from it? What can we do differently next time? You do it again. I ate too many cookies again. I'm so mad at myself. Boop. We can have space for the feelings. I'm not saying you're not allowed to feel things. You can get mad at yourself. You can get frustrated. You can get sad. But then once you recover from that, feelings are temporary. They don't last forever. Once you're over it, that's when we have to step into that neutral, curious, kind space and say to ourselves, what can we learn? How can we learn? Okay. We're not worried about what is Serena going to think about me? We're not worried about what are the people at the party? What were they thinking about me? Screw those people. (laughs) We are just worried about taking care of ourselves. Okay. I want you to rely instead of an external validation. I want you to learn on internal, lean on internal validation. How do we celebrate ourselves? How do we feel confident that the choices we're making are good enough simply because they, they feel good? Hey, I haven't PR'd, but eating more food feels good, so I'm going to keep doing it. Hey, I haven't, um, you know, seen any significant progress on, like, my times on Strava, but you know what? Um, Taking more rest days feels good. I'm going to keep doing it. Of course, now a lot of people do see (laughs) the the external validation because they do get faster. They do feel better, you know, or they do get faster. They do notice, like, fitness gains or whatever. But if you're one of those people who don't, you don't need to get that win of, oh, I'm getting faster and beating X and X on, on Strava. Who the frick cares? You feel better. Why can't we just celebrate it because you feel better? Why are you not allowing yourself that permission to celebrate the fact that you are worthy of feeling good in your skin? You are worthy of celebrating yourself because guess what? You are living your life. You are living in your body. Nobody else is. And so if you know the choice has made you feel good, has made you feel good, then do it. Do it. You don't need proof. You don't need your labs to come back to tell you it's the right choice. You don't need your husband to compliment you. You don't need to see your times drop on Strava. You don't need a race PR. You just need to turn inwards and ask yourself, do I have more energy Am I noticing I'm enjoying food more? I'm enjoying my quality of life is better. I'm not worrying about food all the time. I can go out to eat with my kids and not, you know, have to be the weirdo eating the Quest bar while my kids are eating ice cream. Can I, you know, simply notice that I'm stepping into the closet instead of it being this nightmare of tearing myself apart, I'm just getting dressed and moving on with my day. Like these are things that no one is probably going to celebrate. I mean, I would, but like most You know, on social media, we're not making posts about like, I got dressed today and I didn't beat myself up. (laughs) Like nobody is making that post. But guess what? You can just celebrate it because it is an internal victory. You feel better. You are worthy of feeling better. 
So I want you to focus on internal validation, validating your choices simply because they align with your values. You're like, wow, I am proud of the person I'm becoming. I am proud to be a mom who is showing up in front of in her kids' life and showing them that women can eat just as much as men. They don't have to be on diets all the time. They don't have to constantly obsess over their body shape and be boring and talking about how many pounds they've lost while the men are off talking about interesting subjects like sports. <laughs> Not even just sports though, like politics and science and you know other things that are way more interesting than like how many pounds you weigh. Um, I do love talking about basketball though. Everyone talk about 76ers or the Blazers or the Bucks, just send me a message because I'm here for it. Um, but my point is, it's like we can just do something because it aligns with our values. I'm trying to get back on track here. It aligns with our values. We are a person who believes in um, equality in, in, in justice. So we don't want to show up and constantly be, you know, in um, stuck in this way of living that is in alignment with dieting because dieting a lot of times is promoting this um, thin white ideal that many people who don't live in a white body or don't have a naturally thin body can't live up to. You know, a lot of this um, framework of the thin white ideal is rooted in racism. That doesn't align with my values. Like I don't want to be that person. So I am going to do this thing. I'm going to not diet, even though it feels uncomfortable, even though no one is complimenting me because it is in alignment with my values. It makes me proud of myself. I am validating myself, right? Or maybe it's because it makes me feel good. My feelings matter. It makes me feel happier. It makes me feel less stressed out by ditching dieting and saying to myself, I am going to eat like an athlete this year. I am going to eat more carbohydrates. I am going to have my pre-run snack. I'm not going to go out there fasted because I noticed that I come home from my run and I am way more present. I am way less starving and cranky and therefore I am a better mom. I am a better worker. I am a better spouse. I'm a better partner. And you start to notice like, wow, I'm happier. Nobody else is noticing because it's seven o'clock in the morning and people are just like barely awake themselves and they're not noticing that you're in a better mood, but you notice it and you're happier. You matter. Do it for you, for your existence, for your quality of life. Internal validation matters. How do we track internal validation? So here are some things I've talked about with my clients. I've talked about, um, I think this is a common one, but like a, a gratitude journal, right? Like just kind of reflecting on like things you're grateful for that day and reflecting on your feelings, your like how your how things are going, right? A lot of times women will use um like the scale as like a check-in, right? Like that's very conditioned for us to step on the scale, see how much we're weighing, and then kind of have this moment of reflection of like, oh yeah, I weigh too much. I was bad yesterday. I ate so many donuts or like, oh yeah, I'm good. Like I can be happy. I can celebrate myself because my, my weight is acceptable, whatever. And having that check-in isn't bad. Using the scale is bad because the scale is just a random arbitrary piece of metal that doesn't know anything about your health is super unuseful. It could be just telling you, you got a lot of poop in your colon, then you're pissed off and, you know, self-sabotaging all day. (laughs) But it's like, 
hey, why don't we check in with ourselves every morning? Like this morning, I'm feeling sad. I'm feeling like I am burnt out. I'm feeling like there's too much on my plate. And, you know, I think what I need is to ask my help, my my husband to help me out more, my, my partner to help me out more. Or maybe, hey, I woke up today. And I'm feeling great. I'm feeling so proud that I went running, even though it was raining and I didn't want to do it. I'm feeling proud of myself. And I'm going to celebrate this by, you know, really kind of giving myself permission to, um, you know, take the lunch time, take lunch time to sit down for 20 minutes and focus on eating and not having like work emails open. So we can really take time to check in each morning and just kind of like start tracking our feelings and start tracking how we feel and ways that we can take care of ourselves better. I think that's a really great way to practice that that inner validation to really kind of check in with ourselves instead of just go, 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 always worrying about others. But here's another option that kind of uses external validation to teach you internal validation. Um, And I think this is not going to be popular with a lot of people. I would say probably most people, but I want to throw it out there because if it does work for you, I think it can be really powerful. This is actually the thing, one of the things and tricks I had shared with my client, I was telling you earlier that she was feeling really confident in photos lately. And I had shared this trick, this trick with her. And that is really a lot of times We don't have an issue sharing things like our weight loss journey on social media or on Facebook or with our friends because it is like a quote unquote normal, like societally societally acceptable thing to be documenting and sharing and talking about, right? Like, oh, I've lost weight. Like, here's my before and after picture. Like, ooh, I've lost two pounds. Like, I'm writing a Facebook status about it. And then people are like, good job, way to go. You inspire me. I'm so proud of you, blah, 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 blah. And so like, I think what that does is it is you sharing your story and then getting friends to kind of like come around you and celebrate you. And I love that you're being celebrated. I don't want you being celebrated for intentional weight loss because it's not sustainable. And what it's essentially doing is it's teaching you people only celebrate me when I lose weight, when I inevitably gain it back because 95% of people will gain it back at the two-year mark, then I'm a failure now because all those people were celebrating me and they're not going to celebrate me if I share about how I gained all this weight back even though biology always wins. (laughs) Okay. But like, what if we, those of us who are on this food freedom journey, what if we started sharing more of our journey with food freedom? So for instance, if you are somebody who has yo-yo dieted her whole life and you have really struggled with dieting and under eating and has really negatively affected you being present with your kids because you would just be sitting there hungry, waiting for the clock to be 11 a.m. so you could eat a snack and not really present with your kids because you're so freaking hungry. All you could think about is the bowl of cereal you're allowed to have at 11 instead of like, you know, really sitting there and listening to your toddler babble on about whatever <laughs> she's doing. And, you know, that moment of your life that you were spending dieting, that is something you would have shared on Instagram. You would have been like, but it was worth it because I lost two pounds. But now, you know, flash forward, we're like, it wasn't worth it. I lost two pounds. I gained it back. And my my kid will never be that age again. Like she's never going to babble on like that ever again because now she's 10 and she could speak coherently. Like, I don't know. I think all the time, I think all the time. And I think I've shared this on the podcast about when I lived with my grandma and she would make pasta and peas, which is my favorite food of all time. My grandma's dead now, so I'll never eat it again. But like I would get angry, like irate with her. And it was just like this irrational, like 
angry, hangry version of me who existed because I was dieting and I was under my set point weight and I was just like a hangry bitch. But like I would get angry and I'd be like, I'm not eating that. Like I'm going to eat lean meat and vegetables and stop tempting me to eat pasta. Like I would do anything to go back in time and just like put so much grated cheese on that pasta and peas and sit down and make a memory with her. I can never get that time back ever. That sucks. Okay, anyway, I'm getting really off track today because this this subject just means so much to me. But like I have built a business off of sharing stories like that. And it, it resonates with you, right? So like what if you shared your story? What if you shared your story like, hey guys, in the past I've shared before and after photos, but I'm not doing that anymore. Instead, I want to share the story about how I started eating more carbohydrates. I started eating a Pop-Tart before I go running. And dang, I feel fantastic. I didn't know it was possible to feel this fantastic. Like, I'm proud of myself. I'm celebrating myself. Like, this is my story. Like, hope you want to hear more. Like, hope you're interested. Um, Or maybe you talk about like, hey, my whole life, I've always worn size X. And guess what? I don't fit in size X anymore. And I'm proud of myself. Because when I fit in size X, I was dieting. I didn't have a period. I was hangry. I was, I had all these issues. I was exhausted all the time. I was working out for two hours a day and missing out on time with my family. And you know what? Now I don't wear size X, but I'm happy. I am healthy. I feel good. I have energy to run marathons and to be present with my family. Like, can we share our story and see who supports you in this story that you're sharing? Because you're going to notice there are going to be people out there that are like, hell yeah, I will be one of them. If you need me, tag me. I will, I will start, I will start the celebration train. Tag at Serena Marie RD. I will be there. But my point is, is can we share our story with restriction and how it did not serve us and start to celebrate how we are letting go of that. And yes, there's the internal validation of like, I'm doing this because I feel good. But to get the external validation of your friends being like, dang, thank you for sharing that. That was brave. And I feel the same way. I'm in awe of you. That's really cool. Like that is just so cool to use that external validation to support your inner valid, your inner, your inner voice. Um, if you don't feel comfortable doing this on social media, maybe you share it with your best friend. Maybe you share it with your partner. Maybe you share it with your sister. Um, maybe you just voice note. I've done this with clients where I've had them literally just voice note in a, in a note on their phone or um, even type or write in a journal their own story and they can read it back. And it feels really nice to just listen back or read it back and to remind yourself of like, yeah, that story is true. Like today was the first day ever that I didn't weigh myself in the morning. And I noticed that I felt really such a strong desire to weigh myself. But when I didn't do it, I noticed I was in a better mood all day because I wasn't constantly thinking about how much I weighed and it wasn't affecting my food choices. Like there is so much power in documenting your story and either sharing it with yourself only or your friends or your family, your trusted loved ones or social media. And really just kind of documenting that internal reflection. And it really can be very validating. So that is my tip for the new year. Um, Whether you were doing a New Year's resolution or you're just like, you know, usual, regular old, like I got goals kind of person. I feel like that's, I think that's the camp I fall into. Um, I feel like I always have goals. And I don't think I have any like specific New Year's goals. I think I just have my goals from 2023 carrying over into 2024. 
Um, but I do like the new year. I do like that people get really excited to go to the gym. And I do like that people get really excited about nutrition. And I just hope that um, as the food freedom intuitive eating movement continues to, you know, take off, I really hope that more people choose to pursue health promoting behaviors over extreme restrictive diets or over exercising in the new year. Um, But whatever you're choosing, the best way to stay consistent with it is with internal validation, working on that curiosity, that compassion, so you stay resilient. Those are the keys to long-term behavior change. So not sexy, not something that I can like put on a (sighs) t-shirt. I wish I had like more sexy marketing language, but I don't. very much a dietitian who um, is has a lot of like clinical knowledge who is stuck running a business and just trying her best. Um, but anyway, happy new year. I'm so honored that you're here with me in the new year. I can't wait for a bunch of new episodes in 2024. And remember, if you need somebody to um, start that celebration train on your social media account, tag me at Serena Marie RD. I promise you I got you. I will shower you with external validation as you share your healing journey. I am proud of you. I adore you. And I thank you for being here. Oh, and share this episode with a friend if you found that this was helpful. I'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Dear RunnerBot. If you enjoyed what you heard, remember to subscribe and make sure you share today's episode. Also, if you're looking to download a free three-step guide to love your runner's bod, then head to serenamarierd.com. Can't wait to chat with you next week.